We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Krzyzewski takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it into the foul. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Coming to you live after the Thunder defeat the Denver Nuggets 119-107 to up in Denver, Colorado. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. We are proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. Coming to you guys live right after the game on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Facebook. If you haven't joined the stream before, I'd like to encourage you to do so. It's always a blast. So, And if you are in the stream tonight, drop those questions in the comments. Drop, drop comments. Drop questions. I will get to them all during the stream. Promise. Scouts honor. We will make it happen. If you're listening to the podcast version of this on your podcast platform of choice, thank you so much for downloading our show. It means the world to me. If you enjoy what you hear, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts from. Drop a five-star rating. It would mean a ton. If you do drop a five-star rating, send me a screenshot at the underscore uncontested on Twitter. You can also send it to our Facebook account, our Instagram account, or our TikTok account. Uh, send your address along with that, and I will mail you out some uncontested stickers. I would love to do that. Once again, the Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the Denver Nuggets today, 119-107. For a team that is trying to tank, they were unable to do that tonight. However, it is okay that they won tonight because the Indiana Pacers also won tonight, so the Thunder give up no ground on the fourth overall uh, or fourth best odds, Thunder jump up to 20 and 42 on the season, uh, further spacing themselves away from teams like Orlando, Houston, and Detroit. Uh, it's looking like those top three odds are going to be out of the cards for OKC, but keeping Indiana, at least for now, at an arm's length away on that fourth overall uh, in the reverse standings, those fourth best odds, which are really important if you didn't listen to our show Sunday. The difference of OKC going from the fourth best odds to the fifth best odds uh, is six percentage points at a top four pick. You don't want to give up six percentage points. You want as many percentage points as you can get to get a top pick. So Thunder are doing okay with that for right now. 
What a game this was, guys, as the Oklahoma City beat the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I have a lot of notes here that we're going to burn through, but really the story of tonight's game. First, let's look at the quarter-by-quarter breakdown. Um, Thunder are down eight players tonight to injury. I don't even know if I can name all eight, but Derek Favors was out. Lou Dort was out. Josh Giddy is out. Ty Jerome is out. Mike Muscala is out. Aaron Wiggins is out. Mm, I'm starting to draw a blank on the last two. But over half the roster was out tonight. The Thunder started Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Trey Mann. Alexei Pokashevsky gets the start tonight in Denver. Darius Baisley and Isaiah Roby. The bench unit made up of primarily G League players and Teo Maladone, uh, Olivier Saar, Lindy Waters, uh, who else got minutes tonight? Um, Lindy Waters, Vic Krejci. One, two, three. Yeah, so those are your four bench players. Uh, all four of those have played extensive G League minutes this season. Isaiah Roby, your starting center, played extensive G League minutes this season. Trey Mann, your starting shooting guard. Uh, I wouldn't say extensive G League minutes, but has had a G League stint this season. Your starting small forward, Alexei Pokashevsky, has played G League minutes this season. And that team went into a top four seed in the West and won tonight. Um, so so let's, someone in the in the stream here, Chris Parker saying JRE also. Yeah, I forgot about JRE in my list. Um, Bender down a ton of guys tonight. Still go into Denver and come away with a win. Uh, after the first quarter, the game was tied 24 to 24. Uh, Denver struggled to score the ball early, uh, missing a lot of open threes. Second quarter was pretty close. Denver beats OKC in that quarter, 31-33. So the Thunder go into halftime only down two. But it's that second half where the Thunder really, really pulled away, outscoring Denver by nine in the third quarter, 31-22, to and outscoring them by five in the fourth quarter. Um, two of those uh, Denver points in the fourth quarter came with like 10 seconds left on, on the game clock whenever the game was completely out of reach. So that gap was even larger um, before that garbage time point. But really, the the whole theme of tonight, the, the reason I personally believe the Thunder won the game tonight, for the season, which is a really large sample size as we're coming up to the end of the season, for the season, the Oklahoma City Thunder shoot 31.2% from three. That is dead last in the NBA. They are the worst three-point shooting team in the NBA. They only make 11.6 threes per game. Tonight, the Thunder shot 55% from three and made 16 of those. So they made five more than their season average. That's 15 points. They shot damn near double their season average from three. And that's really the game for you. When you look at those big contributors, uh, Darius Baisley, Isaiah Roby combined six of nine from three. You add Shea in there, that would be nine of 14 from three. Uh, you add Vic Krejci in there, it gets even more ridiculous. Meanwhile, you look over on Denver's side, Aaron Gordon, one of seven from three. Nikola Jokic, 0 of four. Will Barton, 0 of nine. Monte Morris, 0 of four. Uh, and the Denver Nuggets shoot 26% from three. They make 12 of 46 threes. The Thunder makes 16 of 29. That is the difference in the game for you right there. 
Um, the three-point shooting was just a massive difference maker. Now, I know a lot of people will have some overreactions to tonight's game. Oh, looks like they got somebody in v- Krejci. Um, Isaiah Roby could really be a piece moving forward for us. Um, Lindy Waters is an incredible shooter. They all played well tonight. We also have to not swing with the pendulum and get too far on one side or too far on the other side. We have to stay centered a little bit. Um, I, it's fun whenever the team wins and whenever they shoot like this tonight. There's no doubting that at all. But we have to stay realistic about expectations. This was a hot shooting night. That's what it was. Um, we, we can't read into tonight and that shooting performance and what some of these role players did and say, oh, this team could be something really special with these guys. The data and the large sample size of the entire season tells a different story. We have to look at that data and understand while this game was fun, really it was just a hot shooting night. Now, we can look at some individual players and we can try to take some stuff away from them uh, and their performance over time. For instance, let's talk about Alexei Pokashevsky. My notes here, um, I said Poku, Poku was incredibly hot to start the game. I think he started the game with like four points, two rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block in like the first four minutes. Dude was all over the place. I also said uh, that Poku's three looks much better. The The form of his three-point shot feels like he has so much more arch in his shot. Um, he bends his knees a lot better. If you watch video of Poku shooting threes last year, whenever he releases, my buddy Kamiar, I, I think, hit this on the head. He looks like he's making the letter C. He's putting his arms out. He's kicking his legs out, and his body kind of curves, where a good three-point shooter goes up and lands back in the same place they came from. You're seeing more of that from Poku. Last season, Poku's threes were more like line drives to the rim. Now, there's some air underneath them. They're getting up higher and dropping in. Uh, He has been really, really good in his past, I don't know, like 10 to 12 games. Tonight, Poku's stat line, uh, four of nine from the field, which isn't like incredible, but it's fine. One of one from three. He had nine points on nine field goal attempts, but 11 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks, only one turnover. In 30 minutes of game action, only one foul and ended the game a plus 21 on the night. Uh, Just incredible, incredible stuff from Poku. If this was one or two games, I might say, you know, oh, it's just a flash in the pan or we got to wait. Poku, since coming back from the G League, has really strung together a, a good amount of games. Uh, put together good performances to the effect that I'm starting to to think maybe this is the turning of a corner. You have to give guys time. Uh, you can't overreact to small sample sizes, but the Poku sample size is getting larger and larger. I thought Mark Dagnalt's quote before the game tonight, whenever he said Poku was starting, uh, was really awesome. I, I don't have it word for word in front of me, um, so this isn't for verbatim, but our guy Joe Masato of the Oklahoman, uh, had the uh, had the quote on Twitter if you want to go find it. But basically, Mark said that last year for Poku was an evaluation period. They were just letting the dude play and seeing what they had, trying to figure out what the hell Poku was. This season, he said they've reined the leash in a little bit more. They're they're holding him accountable. They're requiring 
him to do different things on the court to meet a certain criteria, to meet a certain threshold. And they're being very strict about that. And that's why he gets pulled sometimes. He doesn't play a lot of minutes. But Mark said he earned the start tonight. And Mark was very excited to see what Poku did with that start. He said, Mark said that he thought it was very impactful for a young player um, to go through those trials and then understand that they had earned that start, uh, that that was something that they had earned. It wasn't just given because a roster spot was open or somebody was injured, that the work that was put in and the adherence to a plan led to um, leads to the start, leads to the reward. And he was excited to see how Poku responded to that. I think Poku responded incredibly well, and I'm very proud of that kid. Some comments about Poku here on the live stream tonight. Uh, 038Lev says he had a block and a steal in back-to-back possessions to begin the game. Yes, he did. Um, Camel or Kamel, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, uh, said, did Poku uh, gain some weight? It looks like a little bit. I think he's been trying, and it's going to be a process. If if you are into like weightlifting and and uh, um, stuff like that, you're you're into uh, to bodybuilding. You know, it takes a year. It's a year years process um, to transform your body like that. It doesn't happen quick. So you gotta give Poku a few more years on that. Uh, my guy Joseph Dieterman in the chat tonight said Poku would make a great center if he could get bigger. He definitely has the shot blocking um, gene, the shot blocking instincts, which are very very nice. Um, 038 Lev also said that Mark basically said Poku deserved the start tonight. I totally agree with that, which is, which is awesome. and something you're, you're really excited to see. So great night from Poku. Um, my next note, we're, I'm going to do this post game podcast. If you listen to these frequently, I'm going to do this one a little bit different tonight. I'm going to uh, just go through my notes step by step by step. Uh, so my next note was, I said the idea of this team adding great value type prototypes of players uh, like Olivier Saar. So what I mean by that, I've talked about this a little bit on this show before, but it feels like the Oklahoma City Thunder in the front office are adding players that are a certain prototype of a player, but not good. So for instance, Lindy Waters, uh, floor spacing, three-point shooting specialist right? That's what he is, but he's not like elite at that. He's not a, um, I don't know, a Duncan Robinson or a, um, uh, a, a Clay Thompson or uh, throw it back in OKC history and Anthony Morrow. He's like a great value version of those, but that's the prototype that they're putting on this team. Olivier Saar is a big, long, athletic big who can run the floor, who can catch lobs and who dives on the pick and roll. Olivier Saar seems like a great dude and nothing against him at all. I just don't think he's an NBA player. He's like a career G League guy. He's he's not going to get an NBA contract. But he's a prototype player that it feels like the Thunder front office are putting these types of players on the court to see how they fit with guys like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, uh, Josh Giddy when he's healthy, Lou Dort when he's healthy, Trey Mann. And I, I kind of got that feeling again tonight. In the first quarter, Shea had a pass to Olivier Saar that was a really, really special pass, I thought. Uh, Sar set a screen. Shea uh, came off the screen pretty wide uh, and, and like kind of strung the defense out as Sar uh, held his screen for a minute, 
and then turned and rolled down the lane. And Shea had a live, um, a live off the dribble righty, like wraparound bounce pass that Sar caught right at the rim and just got like, I think he got blocked at the rim or he missed the dunk or whatever. But in watching that play, I was thinking, man, if the Thunder had, I've said this a lot, if the Thunder had a really good, competent big man, that is a dunk. That is an easy, easy two points because Shea strings the defense out. Feels like they are looking at those types of things. Even though Sar didn't finish that dunk, they are seeing how that type of player interacts with Shea Gildress-Alexander on the court. I think that's kind of fascinating. So that was one thing I took away from tonight. Um, two Veet crutching notes I have here. The first one uh, said Veet really, really struggles to defend. Uh, he moves his feet very slowly. He got completely lost on back-to-back possessions, one against Bones Highland, and then the other. I think the other one was against Will Barton. Um, dude seems like a really nice guy, got absolutely cooked, but later on really showed off his value with his three-point shooting. Um, he had back-to-back threes there in the third quarter, uh, towards the late in the third quarter, that I felt like completely changed the tide of the game. The Thunder were up like 10 Denver started to chip away at the lead. I, I think Denver either tied it or got the lead back. And then Veet came down, hit a three, a wide open three. Uh, next possession caught a Shea pass, hit another wide open three. And I felt like that really changed the momentum of this game. I think they like Veet Gretchy a lot. Uh, his playmaking, his size, it's the defense that worries me. And we'll see how that progresses. The kid has been like perpetually injured over the last two years. And he told us after last game, that he has he has to get a knee scope. Uh, he's got a messed up meniscus. So when the offseason gets here, he's got to get a knee scope. You just worry about a guy like um, like that that's had so many injuries, uh, just struggling to, to have the athletic ability to stay on an NBA court. Uh, I said, Shea has been very handsy on D recently, forcing a lot of turnovers. Uh, he had a really fun play tonight where uh, it, it was in the second quarter i believe i think it was in the second quarter where he got matched up on was it jamichael green i believe he was guarding jamichael green in the post jamichael green tried to back him down and as soon as he spun shea popped his hand in there knocked the ball loose caused a turnover ran the court and off ball shea caught and shot an in rhythm three and splashed it home and i thought man that is that's broccoli for Mark Dagnall. Shea getting handsy on defense, um, using his length to poke the ball free, and then playing off ball on offense to get an easy, wide open uh, looking three point shot. That's exactly what Mark is looking for. Um, and and Shea has racked up a lot of assists since coming back after the All Star break. Uh, maybe a little bit more of uh, of a focus on the defensive end for Shea. I thought he was really good on that end tonight. We'll talk more about Shea in a second. Um, so my next note, um, Roby is having the night of his life. Jokic just cannot step out to cover him. Uh, Isaiah Roby ends tonight with 26 points, a career high, 26 points, shattering his former career high. He was nine of 13 from the field, four of five from three, had seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks, only one turnover and four fouls. Isaiah did a lot on the, I thought he struggled defensively a little bit, but he did so much on the offensive end tonight. It was incredible. Um, 
a lot of it was just stepping out to the three-point line while Jokic was sunk down in the lane and Jokic wouldn't come out on him. So Isaiah would just shoot the three and he had the, the, he had the strap tonight. He just kept hitting him, splashing him through scoring more and more points. And then his, he's very fluid in the open floor. I feel like Roby um, almost plays like a guard on the break. He can handle the ball. He has a nice little Euro. Um, He also might be the most athletic player on this team. Um, so shout out to Roby for having his incredible night, the night of a night of his life for Isaiah Roby. I don't know if he'll ever score 26 points in an NBA game ever again, but shout out to him tonight. He had a wonderful game. Um, he's matched up with Jokic a few, a few times over this past uh, year and a half. So he's definitely getting his dose of the Joker. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, my next note was about Veet's back-to-back threes. Um, <laughs> I have a note before the game ended that said, OKC's three-point shooting could win them this. They are the worst shooting team in the league. I already mentioned that uh, in my notes but uh, earlier, but the three-point shooting definitely won them the game. Uh, my next note is how DeMarcus Cousins is still probably the most demonstrative player in the NBA. Um, I thought, Two things in a in a back to back situation. Um, Lindy Waters is trying to box out Demarcus Cousins in the third quarter. Uh, Demarcus basically hooks him and throws him to the floor, and Lindy uh, Demarcus falls with Lindy, uh, busted Lindy's lip up. The dude was bleeding. Uh, Lindy was laying there wondering why it was a double foul. Reached up so the ref could help him up, and Boogie intentionally walked in between them so Lindy couldn't get helped up. Just some Bush League stuff from DeMarcus Cousins. I tweeted from the uncontested account tonight um, the image of when DeMarcus Cousins tried to swing on Steven Adams back in the day as well. Uh, dude is just kind of an instigator. He's like a broke-ass version of the the Morris twins. Uh, just not a fan of Boogie. And I think um, injuries really derailed his career. Um, but attitude's pretty important in the league. DeMarcus Cousins is a guy that... Um, 
that like would never play for the Oklahoma city thunder because of the cultural fit. Um, it's kind of a, kind of a cheap dude. So not a big fan of DeMarcus cousins, hot take. Um, I typically try not to, to get my super personal feelings and other players on this podcast a whole lot. I do sometimes not a fan of DeMarcus cousins. A lot of people in the chat right now talking about, uh, Pat Bev as well. Yeah. He's uh he's also on the shit list guys. Don't worry. Um, okay. So, what else do I have in my notes here? We've talked about most of the stuff that I had down. Um, Teo Maladone, uh, he played. He he actually had a, a fairly decent night again. Trey Mann, 6 of 13, uh, 0 of 3 from 3. Uh, not great for Trey, but 13 points. But And, and then Darius, I hadn't listed a note for Darius Basie. Darius just kind of blended in tonight. Um, which I don't think is a bad thing. There was nothing in my notes tonight about Darius because nothing really jumped off the page for me about Darius. But he ends the night with 12 points, eight rebounds, three assists, and three steals. He shot four of seven from the field uh, and two of four from three. And that's like really solid numbers. Two of two from the free throw line. He was very efficient with his shots. He didn't force a lot tonight. He crashed the glass. He did the small things, played good defense, and I think it is a positive thing that nothing jumped off the page about Darius Baisley tonight. He just had a solid fit-in type of game. N- nothing loud, nothing crazy, no massive mistakes. I think that's where Darius Baisley can make a career. I've been saying this a lot this season. Uh, he's had the ups and the downs um, and I, I think the best place for Bays is is kind of like a bench wing, but he he was fine tonight, and I think that's kind of what you want from him. Uh, let's get over here to the to the chat again before I finish up tonight. O thirty eight Lev says it's wild to me that this team is winning games considering we are missing Josh. Uh, that is very fair. They're shit, dude. They're missing half the team literally, uh, and they still are winning games. Um, Kamel says waters shooting mechanics, uh, are very, very fast. I would agree with that. Uh, Dieterman says SGA has a nice catch and shoot. I totally agree. And that's why we want him to do more of those. Uh, Kamel asked, did Josh transfer his IQ to Roby? Uh, maybe for tonight they, uh, they transferred their, their, uh, skills a little bit. Um, we have cousin deserved a tech twice tonight. I probably would agree with that. Lots of uh, lots of Pat Bev hate. Uh, this is a fun one. My uh, one of my so if you're listening to the pod, if you don't know, um, I am a I'm a public educator, and one of my former students, one of my children, uh, my younger brother, one of my former kids is in here. Um, Micah Brown, he's a he's a big OSU guy. He says, "What's my take on Lindy? Uh, I like how much Lindy scraps." He he's willing to fight. I think getting a bloody lip from Demarcus Cousins tonight shows that the dude has a shot. Uh, that's what he's known for. Shot fifty percent from three in the G League. Uh, don't think he is going to make an NBA roster, um, but I like the heart. I like the hustle, um, and I like that he's an Oklahoma kid uh, getting a chance with the Oklahoma franchise. I, I think that's a fun story. Um, we also have Baisley coming along this year as, uh, coming along as well this year as one of the positives of the season. Uh, yeah, it didn't start off well for Bays. 
Um, but he's getting there and I think he's becoming more consistent and that's what you want to see. It's going to be interesting to see if he gets extended this summer. Um, I think another big thing for Bays or sorry for the thunder this season, uh, especially the second half of the season is the emergence of Poku. I think Poku has been really good. Let's close the show. We couldn't close it any other way. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a damn man possessed. He came back from the all-star break and said, y'all forgot about me. Y'all MFers forgot about me. Unfortunately, his 30-point streak ends tonight at 29. Uh, he had a chance to, to maybe get a layup there at the end of the game to get it to 31, but instead he drew the defense and dropped a little drop-off pass to Roby for a layup. Personally, uh, selfishly, I wanted Shea to get the 31. But Shea ends tonight 29 points, 10 of 23 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, 6 of 8 from the free throw line. He had seven rebounds, five assists, two steals. The eyesore is the seven turnovers. But he came in and he closed this game out in awesome fashion that even though we want the Thunder to lose, so they... I have a lot of thoughts about tanking that I was thinking about today that I wanted to talk on the show. I'm not going to. I just want you guys to know that even though I'm cheering for losses... It's because I want this team to be successful. And that's the one way I know they can be successful is getting high-end talent in the draft. Uh, a lot of people crap on tanking a lot. I I want this team to be successful. I enjoy watching this team be successful. They get there by getting good draft picks. So I'm sacrificing the short-term because I have faith in the long-term. That's the, that's the whole tanking strategy. Anyways, when Shea plays like he did down the stretch tonight, it's hard to be mad that they didn't tank. My favorite sequence of the night. Uh, Shea comes down. Um, I think he hits like a little midi pull-up. Thunder go back on defense. Uh, they play a, a decent defensive possession. The ball ends up in Aaron Gordon's hands in the corner, wide open. Shea does not close out. He waves the guy off, uh, a la Chris Paul to Andre Robertson. Aaron Gordon settles in, pulls up the three, clangs it. We get the rebound. They pass to Shea. He dribbles up the court. Aaron Gordon right on his hip. Shea uh, in mid-transition stops at the three-point line, pulls up right in Aaron Gordon's face. Splash. 5-0 run by Shea Gilgis-Alexander. We get some back and forth. Uh, the Nuggets miss a few shots. Shea comes back down the court, has the ball. The Nuggets' best defender, Aaron Gordon, is guarding him. Shea calls for a screen, I think from Darius Baisley, I think, who had a Will Barton on him. Uh, he gets the switch. Shea wanted that switch on Will Barton. He attacked it multiple times in that fourth, fourth quarter. Gets the switch, isolation at the top of the key. Will Barton sags off because Shea is such an elite driver to the basket. Shea takes a step in, steps back, pulls up for the three, splash. With about a minute and a half to go. I think that one put the Thunder up 11 or 12. Uh, that was the nail in the coffin. Very reminiscent to me uh, to the shot in LA where he said, I'm him. Thunder have something special in Shea. They have something special in Josh. I think they're building something special with Trey Mann. You go get some guys in this draft. You're, you've, you've got something moving forward. Shea uh, continues to push the envelope on how good he can be. He keeps getting better and better. 
Um, he has not hit his ceiling yet. He is still not at his athletic prime. And I think as we move forward, he is going to be a very, very special player in this league. After the Kings game the other night, head coach Alvin Gentry said that Shea, he would be shocked if Shea Gelgis Alexander is not an all-star in a year or two. Um, when Shea is getting that kind of respect from other coaches, uh, you know he is is very, very special. So with that being said, we're going to get out of here for the night. Thank you guys so much for joining. The, the live stream was hopping tonight. Love that. Thank you guys for all the comments. If you haven't joined the live stream yet, man, I'd like to really encourage you to do so. We love it when you guys are in the live stream. If you listen to the pod version again, thank you so much. Drop that five star and DM us so I can send you stickers. Please, please, please. I got stickers literally, if you're watching the live stream, literally right here next to me. Got a whole bag of them. They're holographic. They're like that Charizard card you had back in the day. Send us those five star ratings. We will send you um, some stickers, which would be awesome. We will also be back with you guys Friday night. Justin has the post game after the Thunder take on uh, the surprisingly good Minnesota Timberwolves. It'll be a fun game. We'll see who's all available for the Thunder, who's on the injury list. Until then, you guys have a great rest of your week. If you're in Oklahoma, man, enjoy this weather because it's been beautiful. We will talk to you guys again soon. Until then, and as always, Thunder up! This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.